Hey, everybody, we have a very special guest with Dr. Melina Roberts today, naturopathic doctor from Canada, who's going to really delve deep into biological medicine and what makes this whole paradigm so special. We have been friends for many years, and she is definitely going to interest you into some online classes that she offers, as well as many other special treats that Dr. Molina has for you. Um, she also talks a little bit about raising a healthy child, and I know many of you are interested, so make sure to listen to this one. Really, really excited about sharing my good friend, wonderful practitioner, and truly uh, a pioneer in our industry, Dr. Molina Roberts. with Kelly Kennedy and I am so excited about this particular show today because my very good friend and long-standing friend here in bioregulatory medicine Dr. Melina Roberts is joining us from the west coast of Canada and uh, she's a naturopath she's written many books I'm going to read through a little bit she's the author of Building a Healthy Child and founder of Advanced Naturopathic Medicine Center there in Calgary Canada She's an international speaker. She'll soon to be on TED Talks as soon as those uh, start happening again. And she is truly a leading authority in the field of naturopathic medicine, specializing in bioregulatory medicine. Very effective at treating digestive disorders, chronic disease, and cancer. And she has really done an amazing job at educating people through Instagram, through Facebook. She's really all about education. And I'm very excited to have Dr. Molina here today. And we're going to talk just about what we do and how we got here. And she's an amazing mom as well. And I know so many of you that are listening are curious to how to raise a child in this way. And so we'll talk a little bit about having a healthy child. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And it's always, always fun chatting with you. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about naturopathic medicine. You know, a lot of our listeners are all over North America as well as internationally. But for those that don't under the, the scope in Canada versus the United States, let's just talk about that for a minute, right? So it's, can you talk a little bit yeah, about- so, Yeah, so naturopathic medicine, um, it's really an umbrella term for many different natural therapies. So we will do learn about nutritionals and botanicals and homeopathics and any sort of physical medicine. So we have a pretty broad scope in terms of like lots of different tools in our toolkit. And, um, and the schooling behind it is also, um, I think, important for people to know is that um, I have an undergraduate degree. So in um, kinesiology at uh, the University of Waterloo and a Bachelor of Science. So you have to have a four-year undergraduate degree to get into one of the naturopathic colleges. And then the naturopathic colleges, there's two in Canada and I think there's about seven all over North America. So there's only, um, you know, a handful or two handfuls of um, natu uh, nat accredited naturopathic colleges in North America. And, and that's, that's a four-year full year. Right, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, four-year full-time program. Then we write board licensing exams in order to practice in whichever state or province that you are in. And then... Um, and then, yeah, and then each province has their their requirements for what you have to have in order to practice. So, 
So that's a little bit about naturopathic medicine. But as a naturopathic doctor licensed but an accredited school in Canada, you can inject, you can do IVs, you can look at blood work, you can diagnose. You are a primary care physician? Or is um, now not really? So, well, okay. well, we can do all of those things that you listed. Okay. <laughs> but um, like we, we have a different kind of healthcare system um, right. here in Canada. It's a socialized system that's basically covered by your government. Um, and the, the challenge is, is that naturopathic medicine is not covered by our healthcare system. So our system is, our medicine is out of, uh, people pay out of pocket for it. Sometimes people have coverage under their extended healthcare plans that will cover naturopathic medicine, but in general, um, people are paying out of pocket for our services. So just like here in the United States, if you want to really take into account this other paradigm of science and really deal with health rather than waiting for illness, like the medical model is about suppression of symptoms and illness, but you really wanna go after it proactively and look for having wellness and health, then you have to pay for it out of pocket. Okay. Yes. So yeah. I know that y'all have a lot of questions about that. Maybe we'll have a seminar or a, a podcast <laughs> about that because that is a logistical question. And I've talked um, to one of my staff members about actually having somebody on to talk about insurance policies and because that's part of your healthcare. And, you know, I know the way that you raise your child, the way I raise my child, I'm not worried about insurance because I have assurance. <laughs> right. I'm not worried about insurance. I have assurance because I know how healthy he is. I, I look at his live blood. I, I know how we feed him. I know how he was raised. But go back for a moment in regards to naturopathic medicine, bioregulatory medicine. Within, within Canada, there's a lot of naturopathic doctors that don't do biological medicine. For sure. So you're just as rare of a bird in Canada as we are here in the United States. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yes, for sure. And what kind of uh, assessments or diagnostics that you utilize that are different than a functional or a naturopathic, more of a standard trained versus your accelerated training that you got as bioregulatory? Yeah, so I think that like where we overlap with naturopathic medicine is that um, we believe in the body's ability to be able to heal itself. That's what we believe in naturopathic medicine, but biological medicine has a system to it. And the um, system to it is that we do some testing to see where those regulatory imbalances are in the body. So um, the different testing we do in our clinic is we do uh, dark field microscopy. So it's a prick of the fingertip. We look at those live blood cells underneath the microscope. So we get an idea of what's going on with the body's internal terrain. So whether cells are stuck together they're nicely spaced out. We get an idea of how well people are absorbing nutrients from the foods they're eating. Also get an idea of their immune system because we get to actually look at their um, white blood cells. Uh, the other test we run- Which by the way, if you haven't done it, is the most exciting thing to do. I don't know about you, Melina, but I like to get lost in the microscope for hours. Like watching white blood cells do their action is so entertaining to me. Yeah, I think that there's like a whole universe- that we get to watch and we get all of that information from just a prick of the fingertips. So yeah, it's pretty in amazing. Yeah. Moments. And, and I'm sure you utilize it like we do to see the efficacy of a therapy or their efficacy of their overall case or where we're starting or how fast we can go like in, in moments right yes. in front of them and letting the client for me, this has been one of the biggest things that I have 
engagement with clients when they start to see their own blood, right? It's exciting to them. Yeah. And I, I usually will tell them, okay, well, this is what your blood looks like now. And up on my wall, I have what an ideal blood should look like. And I say, this is, this is where we're aiming to go. So this is where I'm trying to shift your system to so that your blood will look like this ideal picture. And so it's very educational and I think very motivating to stick on task in terms of a treatment plan, because we want to know, like, how do we get this blood to shift into this more ideal picture? And we know that when we have a a cleaner terrain, that we have a healthier body because our cells need that healthy terrain in order to live in, in order for them to be healthy. I know I interrupted, go back to your assessments, but not many people <laughs> talk about live blood. I think we've only had one other person talk about it, Dr. Daryl Geoffrey. He does a lot of live blood as well. Um, but it, for me, that's one of the most fun tools. I remember sitting in our first, one of our first classes when Dr. Rob put that up in front of the micro, in front and I was like, oh my God, there's a science and we can see it and there it is. It's so exciting. Yep. And then we know how to shift it. Right. Right. And, and that's the other thing, right? Okay. It looks like this. How do we shift it to, so it's looking more ideal. For the Um, whole system to be engaged, which I thought that was important. What you said, you know, you work with the system to get the blood to change. So you're not looking for one thing in the blood and then doing that you're getting the system to make the blood shift over in one unit. Not, Oh, I see this in your blood. So I'm going to give you this. Overall, this is what's going on. So we need to support this part of your system so that can change. Yeah, love, love it. <laughs> so brilliant. Go yeah. ahead. What else? And then do? we do um, heart rate variability. So we're assessing that autonomic nervous system. So that nervous system that runs in the background that we can't consciously control. Um, and there's two parts to that nervous system. There's your stress state, which is, you know, your run away from a tiger part of your nervous system and then your rest, digest and repair. So we're going to see how stressed are people and how well can people repair themselves. So I know that this is another test that you guys also do. Um, and this, this is, um, it's, you know, you're starting to hear so much more people talk about heart rate variability, you know, like I got this aura ring and I one of the, th- had the yeah, and then one of the things that they check for is, um, that I'm checking for with myself is my heart rate variability. And so I think it's, um, such a, a great tool for assessing just your overall stress in your system. So that's another one that we run. And the other one that we will run is the, um, whole body, um, regulated thermography. And from that, you know, we get an idea of how every system of the body is able to regulate itself. You know, just because you have a symptom in a certain area of your body doesn't necessarily mean that that's where the dysfunction is. And the thermography really gives me a better idea of what's going on in terms of that, that, um, that we can really just focus on which system of the body where there's a blockage in proper regulation. And then we work on assessing and trying to get that system to work better. Um, You know, I always point that out and especially in terms of my cancer patients, they'll come in and, you know, they'll have pathology in a certain area of their body, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where the dysfunction is. And that's what the thermography really helps me to focus in on. So I'm going to be doing a podcast. I asked Dr. Odell to do a podcast specifically on nothing but CRT. Perfect. And I just had the inspiration that it needs to be all three of us on that. (laughs) 
because it'll because you you CRT, I use CRT. He's obviously the medical director for IDM, but having all three of us with our different perspectives to help people understand that test because it's such an eloquent test. It's such a comprehensive test. And like you, there's no one test that's ideal, but that is such a sensitive, comprehensive, broad test to give us so much information. And yeah. I feel like there's a lost art there that people aren't learning how to read them. They're getting printed reports. And I feel like there's so much lost in that reading. So that's a little aside. So that show will come up soon. I, I agree. I agree. There's so much depth to that information. Yeah. And, and even being able to see it, because I know you're, you're the lymph girl too. And, you know, the, the thing that I notice in, in most of the ones that I'm getting are that people are, you know, a congested lymphatic system, blocked lymphatic system. And, and so that you realize that that's such a key component to, to getting people's systems working better is getting that lymph moving. Well, that's how I became lymph girl was a CRT. <laughs> person's got a lymph problem we yeah, need to exactly. about this exactly the detox until they drain yeah. until that's moving yeah right yeah. so you assess them in a little different way you have a, a obviously a comprehensive approach so what makes the bioregulatory approach different than the naturopathic functional medicine approach and i'm using that in those two terms together but i know they're separate terms yeah, so um, the way I describe it is that we are looking at basically two key components. Um, one is that we are changing the terrain. When I was in naturopathic school, we never talked about terrain or learning about terrain. And in, as I learned about bio biological medicine or bioregulatory medicine, um, I was learning about um, cleaning up the terrain that in order for our cells to be healthy, they need a healthy environment to live in. So, you know, the, the whole concept of us looking at that, um, that dark field microscopy is that we are getting a good idea of what that terrain looks like. And then the second concept in terms of um, bioregulatory medicine is the um, self-regulation capacity of the body and the body needs that self-regulation. And I think that that's also something that's really not talked about in naturopathic medicine is the body's ability to self-regulate and self-heal and helping the body to actually regain those processes. Um, so that's, that's in every cell, every system, every tissue of the body has that ability to self-regulate and you have to just figure out what is interfering in that proper regulation, remove what's interfering and help the body to be able to regain that basically self-regulating, self-healing capacity. So let's use thyroid, the regulatory organ of the body, right? Yeah. I've, we've had so many clients that walk in our doors and go, oh, I'm on Synthroid, Armour Thyroid, Levothyroxide, whatever they are. And they took my thyroid or partial thyroid or whatever. Will they have the ability to let their body create thyroid hormone again? I know I'm really putting you on the spot. It's a deep question. I, I, th I think most definitely. <laughs> yes. Um, and what we're always doing is we are setting up an environment that allows the body to be able to heal itself. That's really the essence of what we're doing. And once we set up that environment, we allow that body to be able to heal itself. So what is interfering in allowing that thyroid to be able to function properly? And, you know, there's so many different aspects to it. It's not just a matter of giving someone Synthroid. 
Um, and in a lot of cases, Synthroid isn't necessarily even working for a lot of patients. I find that, you know, people are on Synthroid and they will, um, and their blood work will now be pushed into normal range, but I can still look at that patient and tell that they are still, their thyroid still hasn't turned on. So they are still having cold hands, cold feet. They're still having thinning of the hair. You know, um, they're experiencing constipation. So all those signs of an underfunctioning thyroid, but their thyroid actually hasn't been turned on. So you have to look at all of these different aspects. We have to clean up the space around that thyroid. We need to make sure that the liver is functioning well, that the adrenals are functioning well, that their digestive tract is working well, that they have a balance in that microbiome. So, so there's lots more to that thyroid than just giving someone a medication. And that medication, in a lot of cases, it's not even getting that thyroid to turn on. We've just, we've just biochemically manipulated the blood work to make it look like it's turned on. That's beautiful. I don't, you know, I'm not speechless much, but that made me a little speechless because I love what you just said. We are biochemically making the blood work look good, but it doesn't change the function of what's going on from the body. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I see that all so, the time. It's so key for people to realize because we say it all the time. If you stop taking the medication, what happens? Well, you feel the exact same way. It's just, yeah. it's not changing the function. It's actually allowing your body to get sicker without you being aware of how sick it's getting. Yeah. And so when we talk about terrain, I'm, I'm trying to listen to our podcast. Like if they had never heard this information <laughs> before and they're going, what the hell is terrain? And why is that different? And what's in that terrain? And okay. So you're looking at liver function. You're looking at kidney function. Is that the terrain? No, really the terrain is the spaces between your cells. So it's this extracellular space and so this is actually the, the part of our systems that, you know, people don't even talk about because, because it doesn't really fit into any sort of, um, any sort of, you know, uh, organ system specifically. So it gets ignored, but that's where, that's where everything happens, right? Like most of our cells in order for them to communicate, they need those spaces in between the cells to be clear and not have a bunch of toxic loads stuck in them because then that's interfering in proper cell to cell communication. So if we talk about things like hormones, what are hormones? Hormones are just cell to cell communication. So they need to move from one cell to the other. They go into those receptor spaces. They um, allow those cells to be able to do a certain, uh, a certain uh, chemical reaction. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and when it's doing that, um, it has, there has to be um, a cleaning up of that terrain, a cleaning up of that extracellular space in order for those cells to even be able to communicate with each other. So yeah, it's, it's a, a separate sort of system of the body when we talk about terrain, it's, it's that area around our cells and, and all of our cells are really interconnected with those spaces. So I, I use the analogy of it's like the the jelly that everything's sitting in. And if you take all the organs out and you take all the, the skin off, I have a bag of fascia with a bunch of jelly in the middle. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, I mean, plugging the lymph system for a moment, that's where the lymph lives is in that jelly. 
and that's your toxic waste dump. And that's why I focused so much on the lymphatics because it needed to be cleaned up. That terrain needed to be cleaned up. And I saw it in the live blood that I was doing the terrain. And I can see the efficacy of the lymphatic therapies we do by looking at the live blood, by looking at CRTs. And I'm sure you do very much the same thing at your center. Cause I know you do yeah. lymphatic work and you do allergy elimination work and you do emotional release technique and you do I mean, I feel like in all honesty, I didn't realize this till we were talking. Like, I feel like I'm interviewing myself a little bit because our practice is so similar and I knew that, but I didn't know that. I knew it at some level, but I didn't know yeah. how extensively similar it really is. Yeah. It's wonderful because it, they're hearing it maybe with different wording, but they're hearing the same concept of what we've talked about in a very simple way for them to, and, and I know a lot of people are like, I want more information about that thyroid and don't, that's okay. She's got educational options for you all. She's got um, four, is it four online courses? Yes. Yeah, four online courses, one on systemic detox, whole body detox, Yeah. balancing the thyroid, a healthy gut, and then how to raise a healthy child. Yes. <laughs> and so functional medicine, naturopathic medicine, all those colloquial terms, alternative, compre comprehensive, complementary. Yeah. They're, they're missing the piece of the interference field and they're missing the piece of the fact that the body actually can regenerate and the body can heal. Yeah. In your, how long have you been practicing Dr. Molina? Uh, for 16 years now. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. And in those 16 years, how many cases do you feel like you couldn't help? if they were willing to do the work. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I think that that's challenging, right? Because I think that um, once people are willing to do the work, then, then we can work with them, right? Um, and people will say that to me, you know, they, they come in with those, you know, those stage four cancer diagnosis and they're like, is it just too late? you know, is it time to give up? And I'm like, no, not, not as long as you're willing to do the work. And so I get to see like awesome success cases because of that, because I'm like, as long as you're willing to put the work in, like I'm, I'm only doing part of, part of uh, the work here. You, you're basically doing most of the work. So your body is um, doing it right. Yeah. They're willing to take the supplements. They're willing to do the, the therapies. They're willing to face the emotional blocks. They're willing yeah. to do whatever, handle the dental piece, handle the scar. They're willing to do whatever it takes. So kind of my backwards question <laughs> was, is there a case that you feel like you can't help Dr. Molina? Um, yeah, I think that as, as long as they're willing to put the work in, I think that um, really we can help them with whatever case comes in. And that's what I tend to see is I tend to see those, those difficult cases. Right. That's what ends up, ends up in my clinic. Right. And I think that is a huge testament to this industry because to our bioregulatory industry, let me clarify, because I think that in the world that we live in, there's a lot of specialties, right? Oh, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at that. And we get asked that all the time. What are you guys really good at? And yeah. I know you're really good at gut health and you're really good at chronic illness and you're really good at autoimmune disease. Yet the reality is there's nothing you're not really good at because the body's really good at all of it. And you're yeah, really good exactly. at getting the body to turn on. Yeah. I want people to realize that like, there's nobody that calls her clinic that she goes, you know what, that's just too much for me. I don't want to take that on. Yeah. I get those calls. You get those calls of like, really, you're willing to take my case on. Cause nobody else is willing to take my case on. And we don't look at yeah. things, this terminal and, yeah. and like, that's it. And that's, you're going to have this diagnosis for the rest of your life. 
So I had a client call today. I want to get your take on this. Who said to me, um, an acupuncturist told her that she had a midline scar from heart surgery and that her body would never communicate with her ever again. Uh, <laughs> take on that. I had a very interesting <laughs> reaction to that. Um, well, I think that it kind of brings up um, one of the thing, one of the therapies we do, which is that scar release therapy. And you can release that scar so that it can start to communicate and that we can get some um, proper regulation going on um, throughout the body. Um, so that scar, you know, I, and I, I'll do that, you know, I just did that, some of that this morning with a patient, you're doing some scar release and you're just helping to, to get the uh, nervous system to properly communicate. So, um, so it's just um, maybe not, not knowing that, um, there are tools out there in order to help the body to heal. And, and that's what is amazing about podcasts like this is just educating people and making them realize that, um, that the body has that ability to be able to heal if you um, really set up the right environment and you have the right tools and um, therapies in order to address what's going on with your system. So let's just end if we can. I mean, there's probably a million other things we could talk about, but let's Scars is something that I've talked gently about in a couple of podcasts, but we haven't delved deep into scars. Okay. And we've talked a lot about the dentistry. Like every fifth person I have on my podcast is a biological dentist, because that is like, I want to drive that message <laughs> home. And if you're not going to go to a biological dentist, leave it in your mouth, please. But this, what, so we know how the dental is affecting and interfering, right? Can you explain how scars interfere in regards to the body healing? What, how do they affect the body, a scar? Well, you can think of, um, well, especially if you're looking at the skin, um, the skin has, um, it's like basically a whole nervous system that goes throughout that skin. And, um, and that nervous system, you know, it's interesting because like in acupuncture, you talk about um, that the, you have these different meridian systems. And if there's any blockages in those meridian systems that, that you can have blockages of energy. And so that's what can happen with those scars is that those scars can actually block some of that, um, basically that nervous part of the nervous system. And when you're having those blockages, then it's tough for the body to properly communicate, you know, because what we know is that our bodies are these electrical systems. And, and that's how that, that, um, that with that electrical system, that's how the body communicates with every system of your body. So what we want to do with that scar release therapy is that we want to um, open up those pathways and pr get proper communication, especially at that, um, at that scar, at that um, skin level, but really you want to try to meet it at every layer that that scar is. You want to just open up those uh, ish, uh, up those levels of communication between those tissues. And how do you treat scars? What is your scar therapy? Because it's definitely going to be different than mine because I can't inject the body. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just I'm just injecting into those into those scars and just helping to release. And so yeah. you inject, what do you inject into the scar? I mean, I know the answer, but let the, <laughs> let everybody else know. She's laughing because she's like, Kelly, you know the answer though. <laughs> we want everybody listening to know what we treat, how you treat scars. 
Um, so I'm usually using like, um, I'm usually, I usually will, my main part of it is will be some procaine. Um, so procaine's known to uh, increase circulation to the area. And, and then I will use um, usually some sort of homeopathic. So um, one of the common ones I'll use is like um, a lymphodiral, which will help to um, increase that lymphatic circulation in that area. So, so that and, and, and procaine is local anesthetic. So I know a lot of people that have like C-section scars or breast scars or gallbladder scars or whatever. And they'll still be hot, meaning they'll still be red, they'll still be raised, they'll still be inflamed. And so when I've said to them, oh, I need you to go down to the dock and have that injected, their face is like, I don't want that injected. And uh, well, the scar is 20 years old and they still don't want it touched. And for me, I, I really understand that because when I got involved in this world, I had, a, I still do have a 12 inch scar on my head and it was very hot, very red, very inflamed. And then at that second class we took, Dr. Braid injected that scar and we all saw Kelly react all weekend to have her scar done, but it changed my, it changed the look of the scar. It changed the heat. It changed it so that when I go get my hair washed by the hairdresser, I'm not like wincing the whole time because I'm irritated that she's touching my head. And, and I can only imagine what that feels for people that have them on their abdomen because that's touched all the time. I mean, my head isn't touched except in the morning, you know, when I'm doing my hair, I'm at a hairdresser, but it's on my abdomen, on my abdomen. It's touched all day long. Every time I, I sit or touch my pants or have my shirt rub against my body or something. So scars will literally stop the body from allowing those channels to flow and you'll get back up. You'll get traffic jams. I call them right. Where it, it maybe will send a car out, but to the wrong location and it'll be there and waiting for you. And it's like, but I'm not here. That's not where I am. I'm over here. And it just sets the body up for miscommunication. Yeah. Yeah. And then allowing that scar to heal, but you have to treat scars more than once. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I will usually do them around at like a minimum of six times Yeah, in those injection points. But um, what's also interesting, um, and, and this isn't the reason we do them, but for aesthetic reasons, it actually makes the scars look a lot better. And that's, you know, the patient I saw this morning is like, oh, you can barely see my scar anymore after you've done all of these scar release therapies. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's one of the one of the um, side effects, side, side, effect, effect is side effect benefits, <laughs> side effect benefit. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I know we don't have much time left, but if you can give them just a quick, like, what's your take on raising a healthy child? Why did you feel like you necessarily, and we were so glad you did write a book about it to not only have an online class, but you've also authored a book to educate all of us about how to raise a healthy child. Yeah. So, um, you know, in my practice, what I was seeing was I was seeing a lot of chronic disease. And as I was treating a lot of chronic disease, um, what I realized is that all of them, I had to work on healing up their gut. That was a huge part of um, really everyone who was coming in. And so I was thinking as I was having my child, I was thinking, well, is it possible for us to be able to basically get it right from the beginning, get her gut health correct from the beginning. And I figured out, you know, there is a way for us to be able to do that. And it's just understanding that the, first of all, understanding that microbiome, that that microbiome is, we basically have the small window of time to build that foundation of that gut flora. So between 
birth and age three, we build that foundation of the gut floor. So we need to be actually be able to do that properly. And the way we do that is by the way we, first of all, the way babies are birthed, um, babies being breastfed. And then the other way is the way we introduce foods to our babies. So that's what I put together was a plan that teaches parents how to introduce foods in a way that helps to build that gut floor correctly from the beginning. So that's, that's, in summary, <laughs> I need to do a podcast just about that too. So we have two more podcasts. Coming okay. I, I would love to <laughs> soon with Dr. Molina, because that is it. These are two subjects like the CRT. I want people to understand because they don't need to do mammograms. That's what we need them to understand with the CRT. Not, and it's way more than just testing the breast It's testing your whole body. Yeah. Number yeah. one. And then the other is the children. Like I know, we, you know, your, your daughter is how old? Nine? She's 13 13? Now. 13, my baby. <laughs> she had her way before I had Silas. I felt like that was <laughs> way closer in timing, but that was really farther apart. Than I, I remember her coming to class with her child and her yes. mother, because she's that devoted to this medicine. Yeah. that she was breastfeeding in between classes. <laughs> I was, yeah. She's very devoted doctor and <laughs> um, has a beautiful family. Um, but what I was going to say is, in re- like that motivated me. I, I had a lot of clients ask a lot of questions about, you know, how to feed my child. And I just thought it was so easy. I'm like, well, just eat the way we teach you to eat. And then I had a kid and I was like, <laughs> oh, I see why they all wanted me to teach them this. This is not yeah. easy. Yeah. It's a constant challenge and your book was such a help to me and it's been helpful to so many of our clients. And I think we could do an entire, it maybe not one, probably two podcasts just about raising children healthy. And we could do an entire, another one about vaccines. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's a whole, whole other topic. No, I'm just <laughs> but this is, this is really been beautiful today. I really appreciate your time, Dr. Molina. And I know everybody listening is going to be wanting to know how to find you. So I'm going to go through that. We'll put it in the show notes too. But what is your message? If you have a message after 16 years of practice and really helping everybody that walks in your door, you know, you have the capacity to help them, which is so awesome. And what a great place to be at. Isn't that awesome that you get to just feel so empowered to help no matter who it is, if they're willing that you can help them and put some, shed some light on it. It's wonderful. But what would be your message of 16 years out to the world to get them to know more about themselves? Well, I think that I, what's so important for people to know is that our bodies have the ability to be able to heal themselves if we set up the right environment for it to do so. So that's the essence of, you know, bioregulatory medicine is that, that that's what we're doing. We're setting up this environment and then we're allowing the body to do what it does best, which is heal itself. So that would be my message to people. Awesome. Perfect. Well, it's spot on with my, with our message here at the <laughs> and we so appreciate you being involved in our community and being such a great colleague and friend and holding the spaces we have for all those years, all these years in bioregulatory medicine, keep up all the amazing work you're doing in Calgary. And we, as soon as our borders are open, I'd love for us to get together and, and share Sound of Soul with you and Flo Prezzo and have some fun with that. 
Sounds awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun chatting. So if you want more information about how to find Dr. Molina, you can find her at advancednaturopathic.com. She also has an amazing Instagram page. I follow her Instagram. She's always posting amazing quotes and recipes and information and great videos and photos of her family skiing and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) But it's instagram.com forward slash Dr. Molina Roberts. And then you can find her on YouTube at uh, Dr. Melina Roberts. Guess what her name is? Dr. Melina Roberts. <laughs> and also on Facebook at Advanced Naturopathic. And on Twitter on Dr. Melina Roberts. Consistent. <laughs> Very consistent and brand worthy. Um, and her book is uh, Building a Healthy Child. So there you go. Her message to the world is you can heal your body. And she's got the classes to teach you how if you want more information. Thank you for joining us on The Beats. Make sure to share this with your friends and we'll see you next time.